It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, September 29th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Many Sitkins on Friday will be joining an annual observance that began in Canada, but has significant meaning for Alaskans. Orange Shirt Day began as a day of remembrance for Indigenous children who were separated from their families and sent to residential schools in Canada, but the event now encompasses First Nations across the U.S. Lily Ian Young, with the Sitka Tribe of Alaska, explains that Orange Shirt Day commemorates surprisingly recent history. In 1973, when Phyllis Jack Webstad was six years old, she was sent to the mission school near Williams Lake, British Columbia. Her first memory of her first day at the mission school was that of having her own clothes taken away, including a brand new orange shirt given to her by her grandmother. Young says that Webstad attended a reunion of the St. Joseph Mission School in 2013 and shared this story, and Orange Shirt Day was born. According to the Massachusetts-based nonprofit Cultural Survival, around 150,000 Indigenous children attended 130 boarding schools across Canada, the last of which closed only 27 years ago in 1996. From the 1800s to the 1960s, the U.S. operated more boarding schools than Canada, but with fewer students overall. Cultural Survival reports that 35,000 children attended boarding schools operated by the Bureau of Indian Affairs and 15,000 attended BIA day schools. Phyllis Jack Webstad's story is now considered emblematic of the cultural erasure that took place in residential schools in both countries, along with other physical and emotional abuses, including the undocumented death and burial of students. Lillian Young says that the only way to learn from this history is to face it. As hard as it may be for some people to learn about residential schools and our shared colonial history, it's critical to acknowledge and recognize these topics in a spirit of ongoing learning and reconciliation. Orange Shirt Day is officially September 30th, but Sitka will observe it at noon on Friday, September 29th, with a parade through downtown. Organizers have created a custom orange shirt for the event, which will be distributed to the first 100 people who assemble for the parade. Chuck Miller, cultural liaison with the Sitka tribe, says the shirt has significance for the community. So the shirts that you'll see people wearing uh, will say on the front, at the top and Tlingit Ani at the bottom, which is the land of our people, the land of the Tlingit. And then there's going to be a very beautiful um, art, art, artwork that's done by one of our local students here uh, through the Sikki Native Education Program, a high school student, Emily Hafe, who has uh, done the beautiful artwork for our, our logo. Translated, the shirt says, we cherish our children. Afterwards, parade goers will be treated to a gathering and presentation on the history of Orange Shirt Day at the Shitkakwan Nakahiti, and a lunch that organizers say will include a lot of orange foods, including candy. Lineup for the parade begins at 11.30 a.m. at the Crescent Harbor Netshed. A relationship with the environment is a foundation of Alaska Native culture, but a lot of environmental science education excludes Indigenous perspectives. A pair of education researchers hope to change that by teaming up with the producers of PBS's Molly of Denali. Their new Molly Community Science Project will design new STEM resources for rural Alaska Native elementary students. KTOO's Anna Canny has the story. Making mud pies may not seem scientific. I just need some mud from the ground. 
But in the sodden schoolyard in Huna, kids discern between different materials and tools for building. Or they modify their materials. Let's make a new clay spot where clay can get even softer. Education researchers Angela Lunda and Carrie Green call it mud science. And they say that kind of experimentation in nature can help young children develop an interest in science, technology, engineering, and math. But traditional STEM education often excludes indigenous perspectives. Lunda, who is Klingit, is a professor of education at the University of Alaska Southeast. And she says making room for indigenous environmental knowledge is key to strengthening STEM programming in Alaska schools. School doesn't always work well for indigenous children. So it's, it's really important for us to be aware of that so that we are not tearing down their sense of self, but are nurturing it. And that happens when we build on their world, their worldview, what they see, what they do. And that's what this project is attempting to do. Lunda and Green's new project, known as the Mali Community Science Project, is named for the popular PBS kids show, Mali of Denali. And it takes that sentiment seriously. Alaska Native Elementary School students at partner schools in Huna, Bethel, and Northway are outfitted with GoPro cameras that capture their point of view as they play outside or do subsistence activities with their families. The videos capture activities like harvesting devil's club, tide pooling, or fishing. I'm a master fisherman, I'm you. Green developed this research method during her earlier work studying education at the State University of South Dakota. She said kids will often forget that they're wearing the cameras. They'll tell you how they're feeling. They'll sing songs. You know, they they narrate. So that sort of self-talk is really insightful. By analyzing the videos, like this one from Huna, Lunda and Green can identify activities that help students develop the empathy, knowledge, and confidence they need to act responsibly towards the environment. And Lunda says STEM programming that centers environmental stewardship can also nourish young students' indigenous identities. The children are already stewards of the environment, right? They already see themselves that way. And that really is what defines us as indigenous people, right? We are stewards of the environment and have been for millennia. Molly of Denali stars an Alaska Native main character having adventures around the state. Lunda and Green's videos, along with interviews from elders, families, and educators in rural communities, will be used to develop new Molly of Denali-themed science materials for elementary classrooms. Amelia Wilson is the project's community liaison in Huna. She said much of the existing STEM programming for Alaska Native students targets older kids. We're really lacking resources for this, you know, six to eight year old age range. And it's a great way to bring these concepts, you know, into the community in a fun and engaging way. She hopes that the Molly Project's focus on young children will help to teach Alaska Native students that their indigenous perspectives can make them stronger scientists. How powerful would it be to have these children be those scientists that are making policies and making the decisions for our environment? For now, the research team is still working to analyze the videos and interviews they've gathered. But they'll begin to design and test Molly of Denali science materials in partner classrooms over the next year. In Juneau, I'm Anna Canny. 
Congresswoman Mary Paltola's husband was flying a plane filled with more than 500 pounds of moose meat and antlers at the time of his fatal crash. That's from a preliminary report released Thursday by the National Transportation Safety Board. Eugene Paltola Jr., who went by Buzzy, died after the Piper Super Cub crashed on September 12th near St. Mary's in western Alaska. The report provides new details about what happened at, before the crash and Paltola's death as he waited for rescue. But NTSB Alaska Chief Clint Johnson says the report does not include a cause for the crash. Investigators are still looking at multiple factors, including how the plane was loaded. But right now, we're still looking and trying to find the maintenance records for this aircraft. Uh, We're in the process of doing that working with family. So we don't don't really know whether there was a, a loading issue or not. According to the report, Paltola was flying a second load of moose meat that evening from a remote hunting site to the village of Holy Cross. A party of hunters told the NTSB that they spent an hour loading 520 pounds of meat into the Piper Super Cub. Paltola then strapped a set of antlers to the plane's right side. The hunters and Paltola are also discussed wind gusts above the airstrip just before he departed. A video of the takeoff at about 8.45 p.m. shows the plane veering right and leveling off, clearing a ridgeline before it crashed. The report says the hunters pulled Paltola from the crashed plane and sent a satellite signal for help. Paltola was initially talking and didn't feel pain, they told investigators, but he became less responsive and had no pulse about two hours later. An Alaska Air National Guard rescue team was sent from Anchorage but had to refuel in McGrath. Rescuers didn't reach the site until about 1.50 a.m. the next morning. The report says NTSB investigators didn't find any immediate signs of engine failure. The next step, according to Johnson, is a closer look at the wrecked plane, which is no longer at the airstrip. The wreckage itself has now been removed and brought back to Anchorage, and we plan to revisit that, uh, that wreckage again to uh, begin the analytical part of the investigation. Johnson says NTSB meteorologists are planning to model weather conditions at the airstrip to estimate the strength of the wind gusts during the plane's takeoff. The results of an autopsy conducted on Peltola are also pending. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Friday, September 29th, 2023. Scattered showers mainly before 7 a.m. Patchy fog before 7 a.m. Otherwise, partly sunny with a high near 55. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 30%. Tonight, a chance of showers before 1 a.m. Then a chance of showers after 4 a.m. Cloudy with a low around 46. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 30%. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Good morning. This is